If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. It's Tuesday, August 2nd. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Nationals fans are reeling today at word that their superstar, Juan Soto, is officially traded to the San Diego Padres. And in return for Soto, the Nats get a bevy of prospects on their roster. But as Dave Preston tells us, no matter the details of this deal, this move won't long be forgotten. If he gets into the Hall of Fame, which he is on track to, he'll have another baseball cap on his head on the plaque. And that is going to be heartbreaking. And WTOP Sean Anderson, a Nationals fan, tells us this one really hurts. When a team gives up on a player like Juan Soto, who could be one of the greatest hitters of all time, you have set your franchise back years. And from one pastime to another, we introduce you to a Maryland man who's gained 30,000 followers building detailed movie scenes entirely out of Legos. Then really trying to match that frame color for color, piece by piece, pixel by pixel, so that it's as close to it as can be done. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm Luke Garrett. Soto is no more in Washington, as the team's famed outfielder, slugger, and star of the 2019 World Series team says goodbye in favor of the sunnier, beachier pastures of San Diego. We have with us two of WTOP's uh, Nats experts to break this down. Dave Preston from our sports department, an anchor and Nationals fan, Sean Anderson, who might have lost a little of his spark today, Sean. Oh, my gosh. This is one of the worst days in Washington sports history. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good place to start. It's not easy. I would say say the thing is we knew this day was coming. I think maybe the saddest day uh, was the uh, maybe the the first Joe Gibbs retirement because it was the end oh, of an wow, era at the time. It up yeah. there. This this I think is the end of an era from the standpoint of the 2012 to 2019 run where they made the playoffs five times, they won a World Series in 2019. A, a period is officially put at the end of that sentence. If Juan Soto had not been traded, we could still. Even though this team is not what they were in 2019, you could still say, okay, they still have that guy and they can build around him. Now they're building around other guys and now we move on. And uh, that era is the the good old days are now officially the good old days as in not now. Wow. Let's get into the details of this trade exactly. What are the Nationals getting and what are the Padres getting? There are two major leaguers right now uh, coming to Washington if this deal comes through. Mackenzie Gore's a pitcher, a rookie, rookie shortstop C.J. Abrams. Both of them are very young. Both of them are very raw. Both of them are very green. Then there's three prospects. Robert Hassel III, outfielder James Wood. Uh, they're both outfielders, right-handed pitcher Jarlin Sassana. Um, those three guys are all in A-ball, which is the lowest level of minor league baseball. So these guys are two, three, maybe even four years away from making it to Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, and some, a, lot of these, a lot of these prospects don't make it to the majors at all. And what does this mean, Sean, for fans? I mean, is it just sort of like a, ugh, as a gut punch? Or, I mean, how do the Nats 
I, they're not doing so hot, that's for sure. No. So what does it mean for fans that now this big-time player is leaving? Gut punch would be a soft way of putting this. This is the metaphorical detonation of the Washington <laughs> Nationals franchise. <laughs> wow. Yes. I mean, think of this. Put put this in your mind. So in a few months, they're going to blow up RFK Stadium, and somebody's going to sit there with a plunger. Today, the plunger was pulled down mm. on the Nationals as we wow. know them. And, and they are on the verge of long-term irrelevance here. I mean, we are talking, if, if you go a little bit north to the Baltimore Orioles, and they had a, a playoff team in the mid-2010s, okay, they got rid of a bunch of people. They didn't have somebody on the, on the, uh, ver- on the level of Juan Soto, mm. but they moved out a bunch of people, and it took them, what, seven years to get back to the point where they might be competitive here in the next couple of years. Let me let me just throw this one story out as a fan, okay? One of the most famous stories in baseball is the curse of the Bambino. Yes. <laughs> where the Boston Red Sox sold off Babe Ruth in 1920 to a guy named Harry Frazee so he could get money to fund the Broadway show No No Nanette. And as Dave Preston, who's from New England, it's wicked well knows, tough, wicked tough to stomach <laughs> over those 86 years. 86 years before the Boston Red Sox won a World Series title. That was the curse of the Bambino. Today, it's the curse of the childish Bambino. Mm. This is when a team gives up on a player like Juan Soto, who could be one of the greatest hitters of Mm. all time. You have set your franchise back years. And, And that's, I think... As as and, and as Dave, you know, Dave is, is the expert on, you know, figuring out whether a trade could be good, you know, you know in terms of, you know, what value do you get back right. for a player? Right. People go to baseball games. Most people go to baseball games and follow baseball teams on emotion. Mm. And if there's been a player who's been as loved in this town since the Nationals have been here, Juan Soto might be number one on that list. I was going to say Zim and Scherzer, right. but I go. mean, it's yeah. it, this this move today would be akin to 2009, 2010, the Nationals trading Ryan Zimmerman because they had a, a great bunch of yeah, right. uh, they had a, a, a bunch of players. It's it's akin to trading, uh, you know, uh, you know, we're going to go, you know, heavy duty wine, Kippy and Buffy, akin to trading a magnum of silver oak, which is a fantastic <laughs> Cabernet for a bunch of grapes that some of them look good. Some of them, right. ooh, there may be, there may be uh, something wrong with them. I, I think short term, Sean, this, uh, I think 50 wins would be a victory for this. I, I, I don't, I think with because also Josh Bell, their most productive bat right. this year, yeah. mm-hmm. he's gone too. And even whoever they get back, it's going to be a struggle for this team to win fifty games. Yeah. And that is you. It's it's almost akin and fifty wins in baseball. It's like the SAT. You get four hundred points for signing your name. And when you can't even, the Orioles had a year or two where they didn't win. They had a year where they didn't win fifty games, and it was abysmal. I think long term, you know, irrelevance. Yes, it's going to be a long time. For this team to get back, to get their fan base back, because I think Washington is a very diverse area where you we're not Cincinnati, where they live for baseball, or mm. St. Louis. We're not a baseball town. We've had 18 years of some pretty good product, and we do draw fans. When and I say we, I mean Washington does draw fans when the team is good, mm-hmm. when the team is contention. You see that everywhere else, but. Nationals fans are not as hardcore as Caps fans, and they're not as, I guess, you know, easy to get there as as, uh, Commanders fans over the years, where this was a football town, and you got 81 dates to fill. And the reason why a lot of people go is to see number 22 in right field. 
He's not going to be in right field anymore. It's a shame that they don't have him anymore because, as Sean mentioned, a generational player. Who knows where this story ends, but he's no longer a Washington National, and that just stinks from a fan standpoint. It stinks from somebody who covers this team looking for good stories standpoint. And so did the Nationals front office mess this up? I mean, did they just not offer enough money You know, a few weeks back when they put down that $400 million deal? Messing up. That's a that's mm. an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. You know, if you're Juan, you might use stronger language. Yeah. <laughs> if if you're Juan Soto, I mean, nobody. I don't think anybody in baseball history has been in the position of Juan right. Soto, right? Twenty three years old already. You are considered the best hitter in baseball. Yeah. And we thought, and we had no idea who he was because it was Victor Robles who was the hot guy in yeah. 2018. Exactly. And all of a sudden, here comes Juan Soto. I thought. Because I have a theater background a little bit, I thought it was like Joe Hardy from freaking damn Yankees. And I thought Davey Martinez was going to do a dance and sing You Gotta Have Heart. I mean, this guy came from out of nowhere. And to be as good as he was, as early as he was in his major league career, and then sustain that. We've seen a lot of one-hit wonders. Juan Soto is the true True deal. And even slumping, he's still one of the best players in the game. And if you're Juan Soto, I mean— you, and your agent is telling you in in two three years you're going to get yeah. you know name a price fifty million a year or right. whatever it is. I mean, why shouldn't you wait? I don't blame Juan Soto for waiting. And and if I'm a gazillionaire and I'm going to buy the Washington Nationals, which the learners are trying to sell, I don't know. I think I want at least Juan Soto as a drawing card because right now Juan Soto is the only reason to go to the ballpark. Right. Or watch the game on TV. I was going to say, if you're not a huge baseball person and you don't know a lot about this, it, the story here is interesting, too, because he kind of grew up in this franchise. Right. He came here in 2015, and the loss is really, like, it is emotional, Sean. And last night he had this game where he hits off Scherzer. It kind of was like a almost like a movie. Can you describe that moment as a fan? You know, I, knowing that this was... Yeah. Almost inevitable. It, it it was like a movie. And and it was, unfortunately, though, the movie that you could anticipate the ending to. Yeah. So at least it was a pleasing ending. Yeah. Oh. Maybe, maybe you know, it wasn't an unpredictable ending. It was, yeah. it was, you know, okay, if he went out, at least we got to see Juan Soto that one last time do the Juan Soto thing. What hurts is that he leaves. And, yes, he won a World C. He was on the World Series winning team here. But he leaves, and he's probably going to play the majority of his career somewhere else. He's probably going to win an MVP if he does win an MVP somewhere else. Because he, even though I thought he should have won last year instead of Bryce Harper, he you know didn't win the MVP. So he, there is the distinct possibility, and I I, I would say you know he if he gets into the Hall of Fame, which he is on track to, he'll have another baseball cap on his head on the plaque, and that is going to be heartbreaking. Oh my god, that's gosh. a sting. I mean, the tragedy is. He had so much potential mm-hmm. still left. Right. And he's leaving now. And, I mean, I, you hate to play with other people's money. I, I do it from time to time. <laughs> but I think, you know, uh, what what would have worked? $500 million for 15 years or $440 million for 12 years? I think you needed to get the average annual value up there over 30 or even sign a short year, like a, a, a have a deal where he can opt out after seven or eight years or something like that. So, He's or still maybe in his early 30s and can get one last payday mm-hmm. when you think that salaries will be up. It's it's a shame that uh, the way that this ball club has gone over the last year. Just think, uh, uh, July 1st of 2021, they were 40 and 38. They were welcoming the Dodgers, who were defending World Series champs to town. They had a four-game series. They were pitching Scherzer, Corbin. Those guys hadn't imploded yet. And Kyle Schwarber gets hurt. Jan Gomes gets hurt. 
things go sideways. They then trade everybody uh, who they were going to trade that year from Schwarber, who's hitting a ton of homers for Philly now. Trey Turner, who's a great offensive player to defensive position, who I thought moving forward, Turner and Soto were going to be your two and three hitters yeah. for the next five, ten years when this team would get back into contention. And those guys are all gone. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, it's a shame. Baseball is a business, but to a fan, to somebody who covers it, it's more than that. And that's why it's a special business. And unfortunately, Mudville is synonymous with Washington, D.C. Childish Bambino was really the gem of the MLB trade this uh, this time around. And how much money does he actually get from the Padres? I mean, what are we talking about? Because I don't think we said what the He's deal was. He's still going to get $17 million this year. He's still on track to make a long uh, the lines of seven because he's not a free agent yet. Yeah. So he's a very highly paid non-free agent, but he's not making ridiculous. Oh my goodness, you know money. That's, he's out that's, the that's door. That's when he's the free agent. He's out the door now, right? I mean, that's uh, it. as far as we know, the trade has been uh, the the trade has not been officially completed yet, but they're just holding up uh, on one or two details till we hear from the team. It's not official, but we've had multiple reports from the MLB Network. Yeah. USA Today, ESPN, the deal is all but done. They're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Parting words for Nats fans at this point. What do you have to say? (sighs) Number one, it's going to be hard for me to go back to the ballpark, at least for a while. Mm. Number two, long-term baseball fans in this region might relate to this. What if the Baltimore Orioles had traded Cal Ripken in 1985? Mm. That's what this is, except even worse, only because... I mean, as great as Cal Ripken was, Juan Soto has a chance to even surpass Cal mm-hmm. Ripken in baseball greatness. And that's where we are right now as Washington fans. It'll be interesting when the Nats play the Padres next weekend to see how this is all going to shake yeah. out in real time. I hope, it's not, I hope it's not a Soto bobblehead night for the home <laughs> team. I think they've already had their bobblehead night with him this year. Well, bobblehead or not, it's going to be weird seeing Juan Soto don a Padres jersey. Sean, Dave, thank you for joining us as we kind of all take this big collective sigh as we see Soto head to San Diego. Thank you. Thank you. After the break, we talk to a popular Lego builder about how he recreates entire movie scenes brick by brick. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like this show, give us five stars and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We love hearing from you guys, and your reviews really do help other listeners find this, our area's only in-depth daily local news podcast. And thank you for making us a part of your day. All right, so before we go, we have a special guest today. Very special guest. Um, Mr. Brick from Instagram. You guys may not follow him or know, but you are going to know. Basically, tell us what you do on Instagram, Mr. Brick. I just try to archive my builds, uh, recreate scenes from movies, uh, stuff that Lego hasn't built themselves yet. 
He's being humble. I've got this Instagram account pulled up on my phone now, and we've got some incredible scenes from so many different movies, and you've never seen these images before because they don't exist. Is that right? That's what I was hoping to pull off. Uh, there's a lot of other builders in the community. It's almost like when a trailer drops for a new movie, we try to be the first one Whoa. to build it. Can I just say, we haven't even said this is entirely built out of Legos. Yes. We haven't said that yet. Lego scenes. They're elaborate Lego scenes Original. of movies. That are then like lit perfectly, and there it's. You, how do you pick the scenes? Uh, just something that stands out as epic or awesome is what I'm trying <laughs> to go for. <laughs> and so, how do you put these scenes together? Because there's no rule book here. Well, I I mean I go off of what the original art is, or the what they've created on TV or in the movie, or yeah. sometimes through comics. Uh, I mean, the goal originally was just to recreate Game of Thrones stuff because I had never mm. seen that in Lego form yet. Uh, when it first came out in 08, I think, yeah. or 09. Um, and so it built from there, Star Wars builds, uh, Marvel stuff, and then everything in between, you know, old westerns that I love, <laughs> Casablanca. I love that. Uh, just Wait, really good stuff. And they sell these kits. If you've been to a Lego store, there's one I actually just went with my kid in Montgomery Mall, and they sell the huge sets of these different movie scenes for like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So you don't take those, do you, Mr. Brick? You, like, build your own. Well, I, yeah, I'm a collector, too, so I do try to save up to It's very expensive stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, Legos are expensive. And I want to say, like, oh, I'm getting it for my kid, but it's really, it's 100% for me. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, like, we got the Seinfeld set, which is a great, great set. Yeah. Um, which is a fun build. But, no, the scenes that I do are no instructions, um, unless there's, like, a Star Wars ship that's, right. you know, already been put in the background or something like that. But yeah. And so you're pulling from all different bags here to say, you know, there's a there's a scene from this maybe movie that's a set, but you're incorporating into a, a brand new scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lego's so versatile that you can pick apart any figure and mm. put a new head on or put a new hair on or right. change the arm color or right. anything to make it as best you can match up to the authenticity of the scene you're trying to recreate. Wow. Wow. I imagine depending on the, how big these things are, it takes differing amounts of time. But I mean, are we talking like weeks on these or how long does it usually take? Depending on the scale or the complexity or I at times will build something and take it apart 10 times before <laughs> I'm happy with how it looks, um, which is the beauty of the creativity process as well is yeah. you can see the different forms in, in how you're doing it and whether it agrees or not with your eye and... Um, then you can change it up, uh, change right. the color, change the pieces. So, do you think about how you're going to photograph it? Like, is it all for for social media, or is it just you're you're just finding the best angle once it's done? Yeah, I mean, I go off of a freeze frame of an image from a scene, like mm. a Game of Thrones famous scene of yeah. like you know Jon Snow facing down the army right. with his sword in his hand, or so the director like has that. already like framed it for exactly, you. Exactly, exactly, and then really trying to match that frame color for color piece by piece pixel by pixel so that it's Gosh. as close to it uh as can be done to your question before of how long it takes it can be a couple of months for right. the scale it can be one afternoon yeah depending on you know how much free time i have which like is the none. mandalorian one is very different than the rest of the ones that you did because the uh, i feel like there was a most of them were like really big scale yeah and that one seemed like a really small yeah like kind a, of like intimately lit right so a vignette is when vignette. they just uh do like a eight stud by eight stud or ten by ten kind of like a squared mm. build with the angle to give you that but that one looks cool i think because of the lighting more yeah. than the build mm. which is something that i've gotten better at which one of my friends is 
put me on to like lighting angles, daylight versus so cool. um, fluorescent. And these images Shadows. are so they they draw emotion out of you. Like I'm scrolling, I'm like, oh, I'm there. I'm like there at these scenes. So that's the goal. What's one of your favorites? I mean, what what's uh, one that sticks in your head? Uh, I did the Wakandan waterfall scene, which mm. was pretty cool uh, and detailed. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I tried to get as much color into that. It, it becomes difficult because you're then the contrast of the color you can get lost in. It's like a Where's Waldo almost. Mm where you can't really see a focus point. Um, but that was fun. The bigger scenes are, are much more fun because you have it's so grand in right. scale. Okay, this is the biggest question. What is the most useful Lego in your tool set? I imagine you have them all like perfectly organized. Tupperware, There's like I don't greens know. and I, I do. I have <laughs> the wall of bricks, which is just an uh, endless row of different assortments, it. all categorized and by color and piece. Uh, the most important one is probably the separator that gets the, separator. That gets the pieces. Oh, like the little one piece? No, like the one that allows you to remove bricks oh, from each yeah. other. Because oh. <laughs> they lock in. They really do lock in. That there allows some... you to fix your mistakes. <laughs> yes, exactly. The uh, the separator. No, every piece is unique and, and brilliant in its own way. And uh, some of my favorite builders on Instagram and, and Flickr, too, is a, a great platform for sharing Lego. Yeah. Um, they just they take a piece like a hair piece and they turn it into a tree or something like that and it's Whoa. just really really cool creative off the wall out of the box thinking that um, I, I don't know like I can't draw mm. but I have an urge to be creative in an art form or I was in gonna some say way. it's art right? it is art so yeah well what I'm doing is kind of <laughs> jokey but some of these guys are actually brilliant artists um, and really? what they can do with this. Um, little piece of plastic you know, is, is really incredible. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm very grateful to be a part of this community mm. and uh, be able to share some of my work, too. Mr. Rick has a lot of followers, too. Just saying. 30K. Yeah, become one of them. I just did. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for being here. This Thank is kind of guys. a fun little interview. We can talk about Lego anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. And that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We're sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance. And follow us on social media where we post content every day from behind the scenes. You can find out more about this podcast and become one of our VIP listeners at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com, and of course on the WTOP News app. Have a good night and see you tomorrow. 